What is up, chatbots and digital marketing podcast listeners? This is Carl Schickert, and I'm back with another great interview with legend marketer uh, Matt Basak. And Matt Basak has literally built a following of over 1.2 million uh, people. He's a best-selling author. Um, he's also a coach and a mentor to many top online marketers who uh, a lot of people don't even know they're probably being coached by Matt. Matt is a high, high level, high frequency marketer, probably one of the best, if not the best, email marketers. And on top of that, he is one of the top uh, copywriters as well. He's been around since like 1987. Uh, we joke about that on today's call. I'm very excited to get into it, so I'm gonna not spend too much time going into it. Let's go ahead and take over into the interview now. What is up, chatbots and digital marketing podcast listeners? This is Carl Schickert back with another fantastic interview with a list-building behemoth. He's been around for years since the early days of the internet, and he teaches primarily email marketing, but also copywriting as well. His name is Matt Basak, and Matt Basak has been around for many, many years uh, in the online spa space. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and uh, start the interview now. So Matt, how's it going? Very good. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. Uh, so, Matt, tell us a little bit about your background, about how did you get started in the online space and, you know, what what were some of the things that happened in maybe in your life or business life that made you go into this full time when you started early? Huh. That's a good question. So, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking like I actually did this before uh, when I was in my dorm room. So. Um, I started marketing online in 1997. Um, so I started marketing online in 1997. I started email marketing in 1999. Um, at the beginning, I will tell you, things are a lot different, well, way different than they are today. But um, it, it really took me forever of pretty much um, banging my head on the wall. <laughs> banging my, I felt like I banged my head on the wall a lot. Um, and losing, I mean, pretty much spending a lot of money, <laughs> uh, practically spending a lot of money. Um, until one day I figured out what the biggest problem was because I had all these products. I was actually selling, most people don't know this about me. So when I first started, I actually was, I was selling cassettes, <laughs> DVD, uh, uh, VHS tapes. <laughs> so cassette tapes, v DH, uh, VHS tapes uh, or whatever, uh, video um, tapes, cassettes, um, all this. Stuff. I mean, I wasn't selling records or, or uh, but, but I will say this for some people, it was crazy because that's what I was selling. So I had a whole closet full. Uh, of stuff that I was selling online and I realized something and something happened to me because I was like you know this really sucks you know I got this big old closet full you know I didn't have a house at the time I had a condo and I was like this is just ridiculous you know I've got a whole closet full of stuff I, I, I have nobody to sell to I was banging my head on the wall and then one day that's what kind of happened back in, in, in 99 I was like you know if I build a big list of people if I got a big group of people that were hot and hungry for for stuff I could sell them whatever I want and uh that actually was a big turning point in my in my life um, in realizing, oh, you know, it's, you know, I, I, and I actually was a billionaire that told me this that I ran into, gosh, when I was in my early 20s. He said, you know, if you want to make a decent income, you sell products and services. But if you want to become insanely rich, then you create and control markets. And that's when I kind of just like, oh, I need to build an email list. Like emails was hot. It was like, you know, how chatbots are hot now. Email was hot. Like it was like, oh, this is like the manna coming from the world. <laughs> um and that was kind of the big thing for me was that moment um, realizing, hey, I've got to control markets. I've got to, I've got to control things. I've got to be able to, you know, distribute stuff anytime that I want to. 
Awesome. So a lot of really good nuggets right there, right off the bat. So controlling a market, that is a owning your list is controlling a market. Essentially, once you have yeah. a size list, um, you kind of own that traffic um, in a sense. And that was the early days of, I mean, that's like very, very early days of email marketing. I think there was no large corporations that were catching on to this. They were spending probably billions of dollars of uh, ad revenue on commercials based off demographics. I mean, you know, newspaper articles, magazines were really big. The internet was such a baby then, um, as far as on a commercial level. I mean, what were you using back then? AOL and Juno or? <laughs> net Zero, AOL, um, the Net Zero, I'm trying to think what else it was. ICQ, like you were talking about how you got started uh, using Facebook to communicate back and forth. Well, we were using the thing called ICQ uh, to communicate back and forth with JV partners. Um, which was messaging, which is interesting um, enough. But uh, yeah, so it is, it is, I mean, I don't know, I was just thinking that like I, nobody's really brought me back to the past, like this moment in time. Um, some things I do forget, but now things are starting to pop up. So that's cool. Well, I think that those days are back. So, I mean, with, yeah. they're back. You know, I think with the Messenger bot platform, it's really leveled the playing field quite a bit for a lot of people. Um, that are kind of been searching for, you know, kind of an alternative for email. Email is still going to always be great and always be there, but it's just not as effective as it was like back then. I mean, what were the open rates? I, think, I mean, look, I mean, I know we're in different things, but I'll say, I think, you know, people can play as much as they want, but at the end of the day, I mean, you just, it, like, it's really important for people to understand if, you know, if you're not on the cutting edge and you don't know what's going on, like, yeah, I mean, I can see people saying that, but I, you know, in it, it just realized, like, when it all comes down to it, if you know what's going on and you're on there, if you got the upper hand in the game, you're still doing really well and you always will do barely well. Um, you know, and the same thing, like, you know, because a, a crappy uh, chat bot person is going to be as good as a crappy email person. But, you know, when you're on the top um, and know what's going on, and you're doing a lot of testing like I am. And that's one difference. Most people don't test. And a lot of people are sucking because they suck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's really why they're sucking. Um, so. <laughs> you know, when it all comes down to it, um, I mean, just I just want to I've got to defend my stance on it because yeah. everybody says email marketing's dead and it's not. It's I think people are just freaking idiots. Um, you know, even Facebook is actually considered one of the biggest spammers. Um, actually, the top they're in the number three biggest spam, quote unquote spammers on an email, um, which is funny. Um, well, they live at one hacker away. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but um you know but, but here's here's a big point that popped up when you're saying this is is this it doesn't matter what it really and just to be clear just so everybody knows i don't care what median is i don't care what market what medium what channel we're talking about when it comes down to marketing everything comes down to the same things you know i mean we've got to get it we've got to have we got to get a message out there we got to get it to the right people you know i mean we got to get traffic we've got there, there's things that we everything is you know we've got to get people's attention and there, there's, you know, it's just, it's just really think about it. Like, it doesn't matter. Like if you can master one and realize, and it's kind of the same thing. I don't know. Did you play sports? Yes. So, you know, we both know that we both know, I mean, and anybody else that played sports, you know, this, know this more than the average person is like, look, you know, whenever we're kind of losing the game, what do we do? Go back to the fundamentals. And it doesn't matter what game we're playing. The fundamentals are the key of everything. So if we get to the fundamentals, we're going to win. And, you know, when, like you kept on mentioning copywriting, it's interesting because it's fundamental key for everything that we're doing. If you can't write copy to get people's attention, we got six seconds, no matter what we're doing to really capture somebody's attention. And if we, if we don't, then we're, we're kind of screwed. So, you know, capturing people's attention, I mean, attention is the real asset of the market. It doesn't matter what channel it is. 
um, it, we've got to get people's attention. And anything we can do to get people's attention um, is going to be is is key uh, because that's the that is the true where the money really is is in in attention. And some people have got attention different places. Absolutely. Um, and actually, that's I'm glad that's why I'm having you here so you can defend the uh, the email marketing <laughs> of this whole thing. <laughs> And we use it all the time, guys. There's a lot of chance. I mean, high percentage of you guys got an email from us about just uh, coming onto the coming onto this call. For those who get to join us live, um, and for you those listeners, then you guys probably get a lot of emails and bots sent to you as well on when those go live. So um, they're both incredibly effective. You know, the thing is, is just that it's multi-touch point marketing nowadays. There's you know, some and it people really, one yeah. thing over the other. No, that's what I was gonna say is. You know, the most powerful thing you can do is you take one amazing medium, take it with another amazing medium, and you're going to turn it into a, you know, like this huge, you know, amazing thing. And I think that's really important. And it doesn't matter. Anybody that utilizes multi-channel marketing is the really going to be the king of it all. Because um, some people, you know, react one way. And it really depends upon your target market, too. I mean, and, and realize that um, I think it for everybody listening is you got to, you got if you understand, I call it the perfect customer. Some people call it the avatar. But everybody's a little bit different. Like, you know, the older crowd is now on Facebook. I mean, younger, you talk to the younger generation and they're going to be sitting there like, I don't use Facebook. That's for old people. It's, it's crazy. You know, <laughs> like my mm -hmm. kids say that, you know, they're on Instagram or they're doing whatever the hell they're doing now. Um, you know, that they're that 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 the, when I say kids, I've got a couple of way different generations. Um, but but I say it is you just got to understand once you understand your avatar and where they are, because that's that's the big key is find out where people are, you know. You, you got to find out where people are hanging out, and, and it's that if your target market's there, then it's the best thing to do. Um, use whatever mechanism or channel that will allow you to get to those specific individuals. Awesome, awesome. So um, I want to kind of take this on to like the next part of this interview. I think there was some great stuff we talked about there. Obviously, knowing your avatar or your per I like what you said, perfect customer, defining your perfect customer. That is really well uh, well said. Um, this next part, and this is digging deep sometimes because you know I think that everybody has their own journey and they and they struggle somewhere. Maybe you had you probably maybe had really good success at first. Sounds like you kind of struggled a little bit for a, for a year or two with cassette tapes in the closet, um, but you've been so good at content marketing, like one of the best content marketers out there, writing books and stuff like that. Um, but what about some hard times in life um, that happened in business? You know, there's you don't know what you don't know. So, oh, um, no, let me just tell you. So, I mean, just to let you guys know that I forgot about this. You know, you know, look, I, I don't talk about this, and it was probably a shame I'm saying this here at this house because honestly, I remember what, I'm sitting at my dad's desk for the first. I never, my dad never had a desk in a house. This is a new house, but um, you know, I remember my dad was really upset with me. Um, you know, when I was my early times when I filed for bankruptcy. Um, you know, when I had the closet full of stuff and I was going under uh, really quick um, and I did and I actually did that, whether it was right or wrong, I did it. I mean, that was a long time ago, over 20 years ago. Um, you know, that wasn't that was I, I brought shame on the family name. You know, that's how it was kind of brought to me. Um, you know that, you know, there was that time. Interesting enough, I will say is that whole era is kind of telling you that that shift I made literally. Um, <laughs> I say that because I was just thinking, because my wife <laughs> picked me up off the bankruptcy court steps, um, and six months later, I made my first million. 
So, I mean, um, like, uh, it was kind of crazy from bankruptcy court steps to a million dollars in six months, um, and um, which is interesting, off a list of 10,000 people. Um, it's crazy. I mean, just think about that. That was probably my first recycle. Um, I kind of like calling them recycling. I don't, I don't think any human being or any, not, not human being, any entrepreneur that's never kind of recycled once, I don't know if they've, they don't know what they don't know. And we all, I mean, there's things that we know we know and things that we know we don't know. There's things that we don't know we don't know. And sometimes we get sucker punched. Um, you know, like later on, I was, you know, we go from there to bankruptcy corpse to millions and then from millions to making over, taking my company from there all the way up to over $20 million and then having nice little um, IRS coming in and taking, you know, taking all that stuff away from me and then I have to go build it all back up again. Um, so I'm just going to, you know, it's like, you know, it's a recycling. And, um, but what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and under pressure, diamonds are created. So um, I, I, you know, I will say that. I've been under a lot of pressure before, um, and I was able to do it all over again. Because the one thing I learned in any of those situations um, was, and I remember saying this the second time. The first time I didn't know what I knew at the time, but I remember the second second time I got everything taken away from me. Um, and this time wasn't by choice. First time was by choice. The second time wasn't by choice. Um, that I will say that moment, I realized that you know what, take whatever you want because I can be back and building it again. And interesting enough, I never thought of this. Six months later, I made another million dollars. <laughs> Taking taking everything away, uh, starting all over, because I had to um, at that time. I mean, especially when you're running a $20 million, when you're running, you're living a life about, you know, when you're making $20 million a year uh, and living that lifestyle and having nothing, uh, you've got to make it happen really quick or really go under fast. Um, and I didn't do it. So, um, Interesting enough. I mean, I don't usually talk about this. It's funny. You just pulled some stuff out of me. I haven't, I don't even like talking about it. I don't even want to remember, <laughs> but there was moments in time that I've, I couldn't even afford a freaking taco. <laughs> yeah. So what, what do you think the big, I mean, I guess it's kind of like experience at that point you've, you've gained knowledge and experience. So when the IRS came and was like, I'm taking your stuff, you're like, take it all. Cause I'll, I I know I can rebuild this. Like the I guess that maybe the confidence changed from that from the first time to the second time. Um, and and was it pressure that brought you back, or was it just the knowledge you knew you could just to well, start applying? Well, actually, the interesting thing I'll tell you this is actually interesting. You know, it took me a little bit. It it, it took me a second. I said, you know what, I'm gonna tell everything. I'm gonna do everything I tell everybody to do. And I always used to say, look, if I had to start all over again, what would I do? I'd go build a list. I'd put up an opt-in page. I'd drive traffic to the opt-in page. I'd build a list, and I'd start making money. And that's exactly what I did, and I really did. I built that list um, up to 1.2 million people, um, <laughs> subscribers, and started freaking crushing it. Um, and really, I mean, I was you know, just crushing it. Um, sitting on my butt, I mean, I didn't, you know, it was crazy because I went from having a quarter million dollar a month payroll to, you know, or more than that sometimes um you know payroll to you know having nothing it was just me um so um i actually what it would, and like i said under pressure in you know, diamonds are created that's one thing but the other thing is i realized holy shit, crap um where there's I, I actually became really good at split testing at that moment that i will tell you when you're when you have been at the top and then you got taken down to the bottom really quickly um after you've been there um I realized that I'm like, how can I squeeze a lot of money out of this traffic? Because I didn't have money, and it's, but I needed to get there as fast as I could 
And that's when I became good at split testing. I, I mean, I've done over 8,000 email split test rounds since that moment. And that's just on emails. That doesn't include, um, you know, websites. I mean, I test the hell out of everything. And the reason is because at that moment, because before the, the, the person I was before that moment that we were talking about uh, the second time, um, the person I was before that, I believed, oh, well, it's, I'm Matt Basak and my stuff just works. And that's why it works because it's me. After the next time, I was like, whoa. I mean, it hit me. It was like, if I just make small little tweaks, small little changes, I'm going to make more money. Um, in fact, I'm going to make a lot more money, you know, because the difference between a 20% conversion rate and a 60% conversion rate is a lot of money. Um, on and no matter what it is, whether it's an opt-in page, whether it's a squeeze page, I mean that's a I'm able to you know Jesus. cut down my expenses a lot quicker and make a crap ton more money. Um, and that's when I realized too, outside of the testing side of things, also realizing the copy side of things. I mean I've got to get good, um, and you got to just get good and not believe that because anybody and this is the big thing for people to realize. Look, the crappier you you don't have to be that good of a marketer if if you have stronger relate if you have stronger relationships with um, you know, the, the people, the following, whatever you, whatever following you have, you don't need to be that good of a marker. You really don't. Um, now the colder the relationship, the better marketer you need to be. And that's a, that's an important thing to actually realize. Um, and, and I say that because I made a shift. And when I made that one shift, I went into a market as cold. Nobody knew who that guy was. So I had to realize like, Oh, I had to get good. And I had to get good fast. Um, I mean, I was good, but, you know, you can only rely on so much. And um, the better and the more educated you become and uh, the better you are, more things happen. Awesome. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff there. I don't even think I could say it all. And it's actually kind of helps me, too, because, you know, knowing your cold market, your message to your cold market, knowing your warm market, your message to your warm market, and even hot markets probably even less. You don't have to say much. You're just like, go do this. And they listen because they know it works. They, they believe you. They trust you. Um Cool. So I, what I want to do is ask you another question and we'll go ahead and wrap up the chatbots and digital marketing podcast. I try to keep these up, you know, under 30 minutes at the most. Um, last question is, and you've given me over the years, I mean, tremendous advice, like, like tremendous advice. Um, but I want to know what was the best piece of advice you have ever been given uh, that you've applplied to your life, business, personal life, whatever. In what aspect? Well, I mean, everybody here wants to make more money, but I mean, maybe it's something that's helped you in some life decisions. Maybe it's something that's, you know, yeah. helped you with business. Now, I'm going to give you guys a couple of things in different, so different areas. So I sit on different things. Let me just tell you this. So from just a whole life thing, um, family and everything else, I think one of the, in, in, when you met me, I was in, we call it, we call it the, people called it the mansion. I, I didn't see it as that. Now I actually do. Um, so, you know, like perception's really different. Um, so, you know, um, but I say that is the real reason. One of the things that people don't realize is the big reason for the big move is, and, and we read a book. It was called, um, you know, the joy of uh, joy of whatever, like it's about cleaning anyway. But we, we asked, we started asking ourselves a question about everything in our life is what brings us joy. Um, and I will say that, you know, once I heard that, I was like, hey, does this bring me joy? I started questioning everything. Does this bring me joy? Does this bring me joy? And I realized all the material stuff that we had um, in our life at that moment didn't bring me joy. It brought joy. It brought me joy to tell other people about it, but it didn't bring me joy to myself. Um, and so I had got all that material stuff for the wrong reason. 
what really bring me joy is being able to spend more time with my family, uh, building my business and building my life around uh, that one decision so that I can be closer with them, be able to see, you know, be able to take them on journeys and have fun. And now we're actually having this game where with the family is we actually go on these journeys. It's we go to different states and our goal is to hit every single uh, it, We started this in November, uh, just to say. So in, since November, we've been to like half of the United States, literally every state. We have to have an experience in every state. Like we went dog sledding in New Hampshire. I mean, we've, you know, like I'm saying real experiences. So we have to have these cool experiences in every single state. And that's, you know, that brings me joy, having fun with my family and letting, you know, being time with that and, and building my business so that that can be. And that wasn't what it was like before. Um, and that's a big thing. The other thing I'll tell you from a wealth perspective, um, realize this. I think this is this is one of my big mentors. Uh, he was a billionaire, and I used to fly out to Switzerland to be with him. And he said something to me interesting. He said, "Your highest risk investment is going to be your business." Um, realize that. And so, I don't invest. I'm, I personally don't invest in anything. I invest in my business all the time. Um, you know, it's a high risk thing. I don't play. I do have a financial planner that handles all my stuff for me. I hand that off to them. I don't want to be thinking day to day, looking at the market, playing with any of that stuff. In fact, what I actually do is invest in trees. And that's another reason why I moved to where I moved is because I'm not too far from my farm. Um, well, my tree farm, actually, because I have a lot of land. Um, and I say a lot is a, a lot for most people, uh, many people, um, a lot of land. And the purpose behind that is because my investment is actually in not really the land, but in the trees. And um, you know, from there. So it's important. I understand how they work. I don't think about them. It only takes me 10 minutes a month, a year to actually look at many of my investments. Um, so, so that's an important thing. And I think the, I think the third thing I want to say, so I told you I was going to tell you three and, um, and I say the third thing and we'll, we'll finish on this is this is, and in fact, I was, I was repeating this to my father a little while ago. When you have something that's absolutely amazing, when you have something that's, I've got this course, um, in, anyway, I got this one course and people send me like love letters. It's, I mean, people, and I don't request it. I don't ask anybody to do anything. People are like, this is the greatest course I ever took. This is, you know, I, I, I put half my life experience inside this one course and I, I do every day. I get one. I'll show my dad. I was like, this guy just made $61,000 from my, from this one thing. Another person, you know, I was like, and I was just showing my dad, his dad and I said, you know, that's why I sell so hard because if I don't let people know more about it, if, if I don't, I'm stealing from the lives of others. And my dad just looked at me. He's like, what? I said, no. I said, look at this. Because if I don't tell more people about this, you know, I'm taking from other people's lives because they they can go buy from something, get something from somebody else that's going to be far less superior than what I've got. And I said, when you got something like that, and I'm saying that to everybody, and this is what I was told a long time ago, when you have something that you know can truly change people's lives, can truly make things happen, is better than the stuff on the market. It is your job. It's your duty. It's your responsibility. It's, it's your right. You know, and it's your, it's your responsibility to go out there and to let more people know about it and using chatbots, using email, doing, you know, whatever it is. I don't care what it is. Direct mail. It doesn't matter. Direct mail works, too, still to this day. You know, I mean, you know, whatever it is, as long as you're doing it legally and ethically, you can do whatever it takes to get it in people's hands because it will not just change your life. I mean, change their life, but also change your life, too. So I'm just saying that because I think it, we do have a moral obligation. Um, when it comes down to it, and especially when we got something good to go out there and become a better marketer and in whatever areas we need to be. Love that. Um, yes, yeah, so let me just reiterate those. So first one is joy. So everything you do, ask that question, which what is, bring, does, does this bring joy to my life? Maybe not short, short term, you know, short term uh, joy, long term joy. I think that was 
good. So like, you know, what are the things diagnosing? What are the things that may, I love to do? I love to travel with my family and I love doing my business. You know, if that's something you're, you love doing, then you integrate the two, you know, in a, in a joyful way. So I really like that kind of makes me think about uh, the Dalai Lama. Cause like he teaches like the same kind of methods about joy. Um, and then also your business is your highest risk, which is very interesting um, because it's an investment. Uh, your business is always an investment. I know for my, personally, we spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in uh, investing into our software, you know, so it's a heavily invested, not only that, but our own blood, sweat and tears. So it is really, you're absolutely right with that. And it's something we should probably look at more. And then the last thing, which was um, where your purpose kind of meets your business. And, you know, when you, when you start changing other people's lives, uh, that it's your obligation to go out there. It's your, uh, it's your purpose. It's your obligation though, to show people, um, you know, to tell people about what you're doing. And this is why Matt, uh, you know, why he pushes what he does so hard because he knows that it's changing people's lives and that's, you know, that's improving the quality of that people live, uh, while we're here on this earth. And while we have this short little speck of time that we have here, why not try to enjoy it? So, Matt, thank you so much for coming on uh, line and, and uh, doing this podcast with us. I really, really appreciate it. This is a really such a good one. Um, I, I know a lot of people are going to get tons of value out of it. Um, I'm also going to uh, go back to myself here where you guys will know where to find the show notes, where to find Matt, uh, and also hear from our sponsors. And we'll go ahead and sign off now. Thanks for coming. All right, chatbots and digital marketing podcast listeners, I really hope you got a lot out of this call. I'm sure that you did. Uh, Matt really just brought uh, brought the heat and brought down the house. Uh, we really uh, talked about what he does. He is literally one of the number one copywriters email. He's probably the top email marketer in the world because of all the split testing that he does. Uh, and also he mentors a lot of uh, marketers. In fact, uh, like I said, I've been to his masterminds and it's the top of the top uh, who go to these events. So uh, I do want to also mention that our sponsor for the show is segmateapp.com. Uh, you can go to segmateapp.com for a 14-day free trial. It is a messenger marketing and bot building platform that will help you do it on your own. Build your own bots and crush your own competition with something that's highly effective utilizing chatbot marketing. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and end this call at that note. We'll see you guys very soon on the next one. This is Carl Schickert, talk soon.